For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to episode one of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, Kyler Kerbison. Super excited for today's episode. We're going to be talking Vols versus South Carolina. Uh, also, what we can look forward to uh, against Missouri and some other hot topics that are going on around Vol Nation. Let's get the show started. First things first, the Vols are 1-0. So it is a good Monday. It's a good victory week. Uh, very happy uh, that we beat South Carolina. You know, it's always strange. It's, it's always a weird close game with them. Last year was kind of a blowout, but I don't know what it is about them. Even when they're really bad, it's always close. So let's start with the offensive side of the ball. I absolutely love the offensive line play. Our interior three are a bunch of beasts. I love it. The way we ran the ball is amazing. And I know they were saying, you know, only 10 yards in the first half, but they count sacks in that. So the box score does not tell you the story. I went in and looked at it. We actually ran the ball, design run plays, nine times for 23 yards. That's not a lot. It's only 2.5 yards of carry, which is not what you want. But only nine times, really, this offense? I mean, our strength is the offensive line. We should be running it all the time, as much as possible. Now they picked it up in the second half. They actually ran the ball 18 times, so they doubled it. You know, I'm not counting the three kneels at the end of the game. And in the second half on those 18 runs, we ran for 109 yards. That's 6.05 yards per rush. Your aiming point is four yards. So we obliterated that. Killed it. I, I loved that effort. And, and it just goes to show you we were more balanced. In the first half, we had 18 pass attempts. Not necessarily attempted, but he dropped back two pass. In the second half, 18. So we were a lot more even in the second half than we were the first half, which is exactly what you want. And especially with Garantano, he's an up-and-down quarterback. We're still not exactly sure if he can do it or not. So let's run the ball. Let's put it on the offensive line. Let's put it on Trey Smith's shoulders. That's, that's what I want to see. He's the leader of the offense. Why would you not put it on him? That's where we want to go. So Garantano needs to step up a little bit. You know, I know he had some good throws, 
That touchdown of Palmer was a drop in the bucket. Loved it. But he was also one for seven on third down. That, I mean, that's the down you want your quarterback to get you out of. It's third and long, and he was one for seven. There's nothing you can do about that. You can't. Tennessee's third down attempts were horrendous. One of 12. One of 12. That's crazy. We need to be better on offense when it comes to third down, taking advantage of what we got. First and second are doing great, but third down, that's just, man, that is tough. All right, so let's get into the defensive play. The one great takeaway from it was the defensive line. I thought they were getting after the quarterback like crazy. The interior had such a good push. I mean, they could not run the ball between the tackles. The only success they had was they bounced it outside. So that's one thing the defensive ends have to work on is just keeping contain. Can't let them get outside the tackles. You do that, it's it's over. I mean, it's a lot harder for a corner uh, to tackle the running back in open field uh, than, you know, toe-a-toe up the middle. So keep them inside the tackles. Now the big concern, and I know everybody's going to be talking about this, are those, you know, big plays across the middle. I think the the main thing was the adjustment of South Carolina. They saw that we were playing a bunch of man coverage, which I know Pruitt likes to do, but you put Shai Smith, their star wide receiver, on you know the third best corner we have or on a linebacker, he's going to win most of the time. You know, South Carolina is exactly who South Carolina is in that they have a really good wide receiver and everything runs through him. If he's not in the field, if they're not going to him on most plays, they're not a good offense. You can uh, quote me on that. Later in the season, you'll see. If he were to get hurt, they would struggle a lot. So I think it's the man coverage. I think we need to you know, put in some zone. You know, We were just playing with two high safeties, and everybody else is manned up, and that is tough on the defense. Uh, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why Toa lost weight is because he knew, oh, wow, I'm going to have to be man-on-man with a running back or a tight end all game. So I want to be able to move, run fast, and, and be able to cover. It's almost more important than his ability to tackle. So as long as we can start to get coverage down and really lock down those wide receivers, we're going to be fine because our run defense is crazy. I mean, South Carolina had 35 carries for 89 yards. 2.5 yards a carry. That is horrible. That's awful. I love it. We've stuffed them. I know it might have looked like they had some big carries, but the longest one they had was 13 yards. That's that's nothing. So, final takeaways defensively, we just got to step up in coverage, and that's it. Uh, just working on that. Final takeaways offensively, we got to run. Run the ball more. And I know it might be biased as an offensive lineman, but geez. That's the strength of our team. Get behind those guys and run that dang ball. Before I move on, there are some vols that I wanted to point out. So first, uh, Brent Samaglia. I love the leadership he showed with the other specialists. And you can ask anybody out there, specialists are a different breed. That It's all in their heads. It's usually not, you know, you're bad at kicking. It's just you might think you're bad at kicking or snapping for this instance. That the long snapper had a bad snap, put it on the ground, but Brent 
led him on the sidelines. I love to see that because a lot of the times coaches aren't sure how to react to certain specialists. They might take it a weird way. If you have a specialist on your team that's a leader, that's a rare, rare thing. So I I love to see that. And the other one is Alante Taylor. Oh my gosh. If you want a Vol to root for, it is him. He is a dog. Dog. Ro-ro. Dog. He gets after it out there. How everyone loved Juwan Jennings and his dog mentality, that's the new Juwan Jennings. He doesn't care who you are. He's going to play man-on-man coverage. He's going to lock you down. He's going to talk. He's going to get in your face. He'll come in and make tackles in the backfield. I mean, he shoots his gun. That, that's what you want. You don't want a timid corner waiting back, getting blocked by the wide receiver. He shoots his gun. He goes for it, and I love that. That's exactly who you need on defense uh, to lead. I mean, Henry Toto is there. He's going to be a leader, but now we have Alante Taylor too. He reminds me of Jalen Ramsey. The guy has just got an attitude about him, and that's exactly what you want on defense. Now, on to the next week, going into Missouri. I love the matchup versus Missouri. Now, you got to take it with a grain of salt when you play Alabama. Um, They looked pretty bad, but not sure if that's Alabama being really good or them being really bad. Uh, What I did like, though, is Alabama's defense and offense have a lot of the same formations, a lot of the same looks that we do, which gives us a good idea what Missouri will do. You know, Bama's defense runs the four down front. They like to run man coverage. They like to send different blitzes uh, from the corners up the middle, and that's exactly what we do. I think Alabama really took advantage of the offensive line play by Missouri, They just looked confused out there. They didn't know where the blitz was coming from, what was going on, how to block it. So I think we can really take advantage of that. Also, Missouri's quarterback was very sporadic. And I don't know if that's the Alabama defense getting after him, but he trusts his legs way more than his arm, and he might make some questionable plays. So we really need to take advantage of that as a defense. Now, on offense... Uh, that's a little different. Missouri runs a bear defense, which has a guy head up over the center and guys on the inside shoulders of each tackle. With this, it kind of loads up the line of scrimmage to where it's a lot harder to run the ball. Now, like I previously said, we need to run the ball more. So this is going to be a huge game for our tackles. Uh, With that guy on your inside shoulder, it's tough to cut him off on the backside, which is what you want. So it's going to be a big day for them. They're going to have to step up in a big way. I thought, you know, their game versus South Carolina, there was some bad technique out there. You know, they're they're understanding the offense more, which is good, but they're leaning with their heads uh, a lot on pass protection. You know, not understanding the situation. Uh, there was times where locking on the backside so they're blocking the defensive end instead of going up to the second level and they'll step with their outside foot so the defensive end beats them inside it's just little stuff like that which comes with experience understand the game a little bit better um, becomes easier but huge game for them against missouri because of that bare front and alabama took advantage of a lot of play action pass 
some of their biggest plays were all play action. So looks like we can get Missouri to bite, which is great. Uh, that's exactly what we want. I want more play action. I don't want to have a lot of just dropbacks uh, with Garantano. He's not meant for that. You know, we want those play actions. That's that's what's going to win us the game. So now that we've talked about football, let's talk about uh, some of the off-the-field things that are going on uh, with Tennessee. First, uh, Cade Mays. So I trained Cade through high school. He went to the same high school as me, Knoxville Catholic. And uh, I got to see firsthand his growth into an amazing football player. I think he is such a great guy and a great addition to this offensive line. And I mean, dang, is he mean. Uh, He is a mean dude when he plays football. So if he's out there, it's definitely going to help. No doubt about it. Leadership, uh, knowledge of the game, bringing a mentality, everything. I just really don't understand why SEC is dragging its feet. I mean, the worst thing that could happen is you have big-name guys just transferring inside the SEC and saying, well, you let Cade Mays do it. It's extenuating circumstances. It's a completely different situation. It's in the middle of COVID. I just don't understand. I mean, the NCAA approved it. Why can't the SEC? It doesn't make sense to me. Also, hey, if you're not going to approve it, go ahead and let us know before the season starts. Well, why are you waiting? Why are you not giving us a yes or no? Let's let's have an answer, okay? So we can we can plan, you know, get guys reps that need it. It just doesn't make sense to me. Come on, SEC, help us out. The other topic I wanted to discuss was Alton Howard. So a couple weeks ago, made some comments about Butch Jones saying he blackballed him, didn't let his teammates know what actually happened, saying that he was the reason why Pig didn't make it in the NFL. So I'm not advocating for Butch Jones right now. I'm not saying that he's a perfect person or he's done everything right. There's definitely times when I was there, he made questionable decisions. I agree with that. But you can't get kicked off the team without doing something pretty bad. You can't get kicked off a team for bad play on Saturdays. It's not allowed. So you got to fail a drug test, fail classes, miss a bunch of practices and meetings. You have to do the wrong things to be kicked off a team. They can't take away your scholarship for nothing. So there's, there's one side of it. Now, if you were to do those bad things, do you think the coach would be on your side or do you think he'd be against you? I think he'd be against you. You got to learn to play the system. Show up to everything, do exactly what you need to do, and you'll never have an issue. He can't say anything about you. When scouts come and ask, hey, what about this guy? Oh, well, he had really good character. He showed up to everything. He did what he was supposed to do, and he performed on Saturdays. So he's a great guy. Boom. Huge endorsement from your head coach. That's exactly what you want. But you do something bad, they're not going to be on your side. That's just how it goes. And once you get to the NFL, it's on you, buddy. Once you're on a team, and he did get signed to a team and got a chance to practice with a team, that's no longer Butch Jones' hands. You know, he said that called Coach Z and told him, you know, not to sign him. Coach Z doesn't work for him anymore. He makes his own decisions. He tells the head coach, hey, yeah, this guy's good enough or not good enough. It's up to you. I don't blame anybody else but myself for the reason why I'm not playing football. 
plain and simple. You got to accept it. I don't know if, you know, he's chasing some cloud. He wants, you know, people to talk about him again because maybe that way teams will notice. But, dude, once you get your opportunity, that's it. You know, I'm sure Bush Jones did some shady stuff to you, but you can't blame him for not making the NFL, man. You can't. You you got there. You got on a team. That's up to you now. That's just how it goes. Thank you all for coming out. I uh, appreciate you listening to episode one of Believe in Tennessee Football. Uh, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Pods, Spotify, uh, and also rate us five stars. Be much appreciated. And as always, go Vols. See you guys next week. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.